Hello and welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me for today's amazing episode. In today's episode, I talk with Mary Welp, who has developed a meditation practice called RISE, which stands for Relax, Imagine, Suggest, and Empower. She will walk us through this amazing practice that she created and the benefits of meditation, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. She also covers what meditation really is, which is going within ourselves to heal and grow. It's truly a fascinating conversation, so please stay tuned. But I want to give you a sneak peek into this Wednesday's episode. I talk with Ms. Megan O'Nan who is the award-winning author of several books, but we discuss her newest book called Courage, Agreeing to Disagree is Not Enough. It's about her journey of self-discovery and how her decision to live her authentic truth really shook up her life and those around her. But today she lives the most amazing life with her lovely wife, Claire, and their daughter in the heart of Mississippi. So you don't want to miss this exciting episode, Wednesday, September 21st at 9 a.m. Eastern. Also, if you haven't already, there are still a few spots left for my in-person workshop this weekend at the Sanctuary Imports called Accessing Your Digs or Your Divine Inner Guidance System. I teach a simple, fun, seven-step process to access what's I, what is your Akashic Records, but I call your digs. And by using your digs, you get to manifest or you will manifest the life you desire. So come and learn how to receive clear, precise direction that never fails from your divine inner guidance system. It's going to be a fabulous time. So go ahead and sign up. It starts at 2.30 today. And I'd love to see you there. The information for the workshop and the location and how to register and everything is provided in the show notes. So get your seat today before we start at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Also, please don't forget to subscribe um, for this podcast, Butterfly Kisses, on Apple or whatever app you use to listen to it on. And also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. All the links are provided in the show notes for you. And also, please subscribe to my weekly newsletter. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is available. You can find the sign up at butterflykissespodcast.com. And if you like what you hear today on Butterfly Kisses, please leave us a, a review. Five stars would be awesome, but leave what you are intuitive, intuitively guided to do so. And also, please share it with your family and friends. Because like I say, the more we can inspire others to share and shine their light, the more of an impact we will make on the world as a collective. So now, please help me welcome Miss Mary Welp. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses. Please help me welcome Miss Mary Welp to our show today. Hi, Mary. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm always excited to share my latest passion. Well, thank you for joining us. So please tell us, how did you get involved in Meditation Meets Hypnosis? What is all of that about? Right. Well, I have been doing, I've been in private practice, as you said, for over 20 years. And when the pandemic came, my office closed 
And it really felt like a time of rebirth for me. It felt like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to shut down and start something new, which the office was doing anyway. So I started thinking about how I could spread what I've been doing with clients one-on-one in group. And I got some friends together and practiced the Rise Hypnotic Meditation with them. It went really well. And this was in the winter of 2021. So I've just been doing this for a little over a year, but I travel and teach Rise as a three-hour workshop to help people use self-hypnosis as a meditation practice. So meditation has so many great benefits by itself. But then when you actually target something and work to move energy or to shift something in your life, that's when it becomes really powerful. And so I'm encouraging people to to do it as a meditation practice. And some days we have big energies we want to move and we want to shift and we want to deal with. And other days we just want a little peace. You know, we just want things to be smooth. We just want, you know, it doesn't have to be a big self-reflection day. It just has to be a day where we have some self-care and some self-compassion. So it's good practice for that too. How do you shift the energy? By visualizing it, imagining it as something. So for example, the simple one I like, example I like to use is anger. If you are dealing with anger and you'd like to lessen that in your life, envisioning that as a big red ball of flame, putting it in water of some type, giving it back to nature, seeing it turn blue, seeing steam rise up and seeing that energy shift and change and then feeling the results of that in your body. So RISE is an acronym for the four steps of the process. What you're asking me about is the third step, which is S for suggest. So you can visualize that energy that you want to shift in a lot of different ways. You can view it as a story and I have a few story examples. So metaphor, you'd be using it as metaphor or also the contingent suggestion. If I used to behave this way or if I used to react this way before, now I'm going to react that way. So you're, you're giving yourself something to replace that energy for in the subconscious. So it's, it's important to not just move energy, but replace it with something more positive because you kind of leave a vacancy there. If you've always reacted out of anger and that's your go-to, then what are you going to do instead of? You still need something, a way of reacting to people. You still need that, that tool for something. So it's shifting it to something else that's, again, more, more beneficial. So, for example, if you're using, if you're biting your nails to help with your stress and maintaining your stress levels, if you just stop biting your nails, but you don't deal with the stress and have some other outlet for the stress, it's just going to manifest in some other way. You're going to pick up some other weird bad habit to to work out that anxiety and that stress. So if you can think of a way to do it productively, maybe take a sip of water every time you feel anxious or stressed and planting that idea in the subconscious, then that gives the mind, the body, and the spirit, something positive to do when it feels stressed, rather than going to more of a more negative, more negative, you know, however you want to word that, um, you know, behavior. Why do you think we pick up the more negative behavior instead of something more positive to begin with? It's easy. It's easy. And we, our brains are wired. Our brain's main job is to keep us safe. That's what it's wired to do. And that's why we judge all the time. Our brain, when we walk in a room, is judging that room and every aspect of that room and the people in it. 
to keep us safe. So it's really reminding our spirit and our soul and our minds that we're safe. You know, it's okay for me to be comfortable. It's okay for me not to judge here. It's okay for me to accept everybody in the room just as they are. I'm okay. But until we realize why we're thinking the way we think and start to pick up on some of those patterns and realize where, where the dysfunction is, you know, where it's not helping us, but it's actually holding us back. So recognizing it is the most important part. Where do, where do some of these patterns start from? Yeah, I think, I think imprints are a big one. I think we see our parents or whoever raised us and how they deal with situations when we're young. There's a funny story about a woman who's making a ham and she cuts off the two ends of the ham, wraps it in foil, and puts it in the oven. And her husband says, why did you cut off the two ends of the ham before you baked it? She said, I don't know, that's how my mother always did it. So she goes back to her mother and says, mom, why do we cut off the ends of the ham before we bake it and put it in the oven? She said, well, that's how my mother always did it. So she goes back to her grandmother and says, granny, why do we cut the ends off the ham before we bake it in the oven? And the granny says, well, that's the size that my oven was. So <laughs> we, we do it in so many little ways like that. We, we even how we you know behave, how we talk, how we drink, how we walk. And some of them, it doesn't matter. Some things, it doesn't really matter that we're mimicking how it was done because it's not, it's not a problem. It's not mm-hmm. a block. It's not. But then there's other times where it is, where you realize you're, you're losing a half a pound of ham that you really, you know, that you're throwing away or whatever you're doing with that other ham that you could be using and you see the dysfunction of that pattern, then you can shift it. So it, it happens in a lot of weird, subtle ways. But when we are under stress and someone tells us something, someone says something judgmental about us, it has a way of going deeper and we take it in more personally. And it has a way of reverberating deeply in us. Times of stress or when someone of authority tells us as well, that a lot of times that we take on more seriously, you know, depending upon who says it. Mm-hmm. Oprah says something, we probably take that with a different grain of salt than we do some guy in the grocery store line, just by the nature of who they are. Very true. Oprah says it and it- Yeah, it, but it's gold, right? It's gold, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Yep. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. So mm-hmm. I think having kind of a, a self-reflective eye and saying, and not only looking where the negative patterns are, but also where the productive patterns are and saying, yeah, I want to do more of that. When I do that, that feels really good. When I compliment someone else, that makes me feel good. So I'm going to start complimenting people more or whatever, however that shows up for you. But again, I think just looking at where your energy is going, where are you getting stuck? I think, and looking at the patterns and where that comes from. And you don't always have to know that. We don't always know why we do something and you don't have to name it. You don't have to know, but I think it's having that intention to move it that allows the energy to move. You say, okay, I'm done. You can go. It really will move rather quickly. Intention is 99% of the battle. Energy flows where intention goes. Yes, yes. So how did you come up with RISE? 
Yeah, what I was doing with my clients, I didn't call it rise, but I was sitting one night thinking about this work and how I wanted to get it out there. And I wanted to make it as simple for people as possible, because I think this is a practice anybody can do, whether you have a history with meditation or with hypnosis, you don't have to know anything about either one to be able to do this practice. So I want it to be something because we really need tools right now. We can't get to our helpers. You know, our psychologists are overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and We also need things in our toolbox for when things go bad in the moment. We have a fender bender or someone verbally attacks us or something. We we need to have ways to deal with it. And I'm sorry, I forgot your initial question. How did this, how did you come up with? Oh, the rise part. What was was your catalyst or? Yes. So doing the work and teaching self-hypnosis, it was kind of a convoluted process. It was more like six steps instead of four. (laughs) And it was, it was just a little confusing. So um, when I sat down and tried to really simplify the process, rise popped out at me. It's like, oh, this is the acronym. You know, R is for relax, the progressive relaxation. Mm-hmm. I is for imagine. You want to imagine a very safe and happy place for you. S is for suggest. It's that's how where you do the work, where you move the energy. And then E is for empower, feeling the results of that work, feeling strong and powerful for what you just did. And by doing this process, it happens really very quickly once you start training your body and your mind to do it. But I found that when I told people to do it as their meditation, because many of my clients were already doing meditation. So they were really helping me hone in on how, how to present this to people. So if for the first few times you do it, you sit in the same position, you play the same music, you light the same candle, maybe you have the same oil going in your oil diffuser. It really helps train the body and the mind to go quickly into that relaxed state where you can access your subconscious. And we go into hypnotic states many times a day, just naturally. If you've ever driven down the highway and you missed your exit, you were in a hypnotic state. You know, I've often been staying there washing my dishes and yeah, and you know, you're somewhere else. You're just somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. it's not, you don't have to go deep. You don't have to be catatonic. You don't have to, it's really just being relaxed and being open and saying, yes, I am going to replace this for that and being purposeful about it. Then it's really what your body, your mind, and your soul wants. Your body, your mind, and your soul wants balance. Mm -hmm. So however you are doing your work, you're offering this balance that your subconscious is going to take you up on that offer because it knows what's not helping you. It knows where you're getting stuck. So even just having, again, back to intention, having that intention of I'm going to do my self-care. I'm going to, you know, work on this, this block, this issue that's really holding me back in my relationships or just in my own happiness. It can be very powerful and it can happen really very quickly. How do you go into self-hypnosis? By relaxing. I had the false impression when I first started learning meditation that you want to go out of body. You want to go up into the heavens and all of our answers are up there and bring them back. And body work taught me that that's not the truth, that our truth is really in our tissue. It's in our cells. It's in our DNA. It's in who we are. So it's really focusing inward, maybe even listening to all the noises, the air conditioner and the cars outside and the voices, and then cutting them off and going inward. And I encourage people, even if you're having trouble with that, imagine your spine 
or your core or the muscles along your back. Just anything that'll get your concentration to go in your body. And then taking deep breaths. At least three deep cleansing breaths is what gets that nervous system to kind of shut off that, that auto, you know, where we just automatically react. It kind of slows everything down. So by spending a few moments really paying attention to where you feel tension in your body, where you hold stress, breathing into them, thinking about those parts of your body and asking those muscles to relax. You're giving them more oxygen, you're giving them more support, and you're asking them to just relax, let down. And by relaxing, the defenses go down. The subconscious is then open to, to whatever you would like to have transplanted. What if you don't necessarily know what you want? You just know that there's something not quite right. Yeah. That's going on. Can your mm -hmm. subconscious really just kind of step up? Absolutely. Yeah. There's over? a couple of scenarios that I talk people through. And one of them, you go out into the woods and you see what's holding you back is boxes around a hole. And it seems kind of silly, but you go around and you knock the boxes in the hole. And some of the boxes, you know what they are. Okay, this relationship I'm having trouble with. I got a bad, I, I had a bad education in this area of my life. I need to kind of correct that. But some of the things you don't know what the boxes are. You just know that they're there and they're a block. You can't name them. You don't know where they came from, but you can still knock them in the hole as well. And then you bury them. And then you stand on top of that mound of dirt in that superhero pose, which Harvard and Columbia both universities both did studies on that if you stand in that pose or any powerful pose like mountain or warriors that you decrease your cortisol by 25 percent and you increase your testosterone by eight percent so you're actually causing a physical chemical change in your body of power you're bringing power in so it's feeling your own power and that what you can do when you really put your mind to take control of your life. Because sometimes we just let life kind of push us around, just float down that river and other people's expectations and other people's wants and desires are kind of moving us rather than us standing firmly in who we are and enjoying that and living our best life. It's kind of funny. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you watch Grey's Anatomy or not, yeah, but there's one, mm -hmm. one character on there when she gets really nervous, she stands in the superhero pose and... Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Or any like tough surgeries or whatever on Grey's Anatomy, but. <laughs> but that came from fact, you know, yeah. that came from true scientific data that's been collected that proves that. I think we should use it. The other thing I really like is that whenever we shift something, I like to remind people that we're going to be tested. If you say, okay, I'm not going to eat that anymore. That's makes me feel sick. I'm not, I know it's not good for me. I'm not doing that anymore. The next thing you know, it's going to start popping up around you all the time. Oh, yes. So the what life tests us and says, okay, are you really ready to give that up? Is this really what you want? So it's really being defiant and being strong in who we are. And I love the superhero pose, especially Wonder Woman, because she's got those great gold bands on her wrists. Yeah. We're, you know, when it comes, that comes back mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Fight it back off. Push it back, back away. Push that energy back off. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of ways we can empower ourselves. And I really love Rise because I think that is really what we need now is to feel, feel strong. It's, you know, so much has happened in the last few years that has broken down 
a lot of the structures that we have. And we're not sure yet where we're going. They haven't been rebuilt. It's a very precarious, chaotic time. Mm-hmm. But when we work on ourselves and shift ourselves, it does have an effect on our families, on our community. It does spread out. It does have that ripple effect. How can we use RISE, this meditation, self-hypnosis practice to move through a lot of the feelings that are going on right now with the school shootings and all of the the chaos that we're feeling coming out of COVID. And I mean, it may not be directly affecting us in our everyday life, but there's still the collective feeling of this just isn't right. Absolutely. And and there's a lot of anger. I feel a lot of anger for, there's a lot of people that feel this anger. How can we use this practice to be able to help not only for ourselves to move through, but for the collective consciousness to move through really the only thing person week or place that we can affect change is in ourselves. so mm-hmm. i think it's really looking at ourselves and affecting change in ourselves are we as peaceful a person as we can be are we living our true vulnerability and vitality are we being our strongest most powerful selves because when we're feeling strong and we're feeling powerful then we can affect change But when we're feeling victimized and we're feeling weak, then we are under the weight of all that. So it's really working on yourself individually and feeling, again, your own strength and your own power. But then as a collective, we'll be able to move. But I think right now we feel so fragmented. Mm -hmm. We're afraid to say what we really think because we don't know what people feel like in the room. We don't know how the reaction is going to be. But I think we need to be more authentically who we are. And I I think that will help things to shift. I think we're we're followers a lot. And because it's easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's time to stop taking the easy route again, just for ourselves. I can't change my husband. He's going to have to change himself. I can only work on myself, but I have noticed that when I'm happier and when I'm more settled and when I'm more peaceful, so is he. So it does have this ripple effect. There is, have you ever seen the energy balls? Yes. But can you explain it for those who don't know about what the energy? Can I show you one real quick? Oh, I love to. Yes. It's right here. So I like to bring these into class at the end after I've been teaching rise to prove to people that really we do have an energetic effect on people. So it's this little ping pong ball and it has two little electrodes on it there. So -hmm. that if you touch one, it doesn't do anything. But if you touch both of them, it lights up and makes a noise. So what I have people do is line up in a circle. You get 20 people or so, or whoever many are in the class. And I touch one end and you have someone else touch the other end. And then everybody holds hands or really you just touch somewhere on their skin and the ball will light up again. And then if the chain is broken anywhere among those 20 people, it will stop buzzing because that chain of electricity is broken. So we do really affect each other energetically. We are electric beings that we are fulfilling a circuit in each other. 
So we need all our differences. We need, we're all different people. We're wired differently. We react differently. We need all that. But we have to be authentically us to fill in because we have a puzzle piece to fill in with that puzzle. You know, so we have to be authentically who we are to be our piece of the puzzle to make everything complete. And really that's all we can do is be our piece of the puzzle as authentically, as peaceful, as happy, as well adjusted as we can be. Isn't that just amazing? But I love these things. I oh, just I love think those that's things. so powerful. Yeah. And I think when you can give an example and show people, it's so much more powerful. Oh, yes. I mean, because we're, we're all, yes, we are all energy and we all affect. And that's one, one of the things I love about butterflies. You know, yes. one of the reasons why I named this podcast Butterfly Kisses is because butterflies literally can change the weather pattern just by flapping their wings on one side. Yes, they can change the weather pattern on one side of the world just by flapping their wings. That's how much energy they have. And so that's one of the reasons why I named this podcast Butterfly Kisses, because there's so much energy in butterflies and there's so much tra- or transformation that happens from a caterpillar to a butterfly and the goo that goes in between all these different stages. So and literally by working on ourselves and changing ourselves is what I'm hearing you say, by changing ourselves and becoming our authentic self, we are literally helping to change the collective in this circle by being being who we are meant to be, by being who we are. Yes. And standing in the circle and touching, yeah. and touching, absolutely making a difference. And the human experience is very challenging. You know, oh, it's very, yes. so there's a lot of self-compassion and self-care needed in that formula. You know, you have to give yourself a break too, when things don't go well. I use rise now every day at the end of the day. And I like to kind of clear the hard drive, clean out my email box and look at the day and what went well, really congratulate myself for and say good job and bolster myself. And then when I, where I put my foot in my mouth or if I hurt someone's feelings or I said something incorrectly, give myself some compassion for that and say tomorrow I'll be better. I've learned from that. I've said, you know, I need to go say I'm sorry or whatever, but then it doesn't mound up day to day. And I think we let things mound up to where we have all these little injuries and these little insults that mound up and mound up and mound up and then we explode so if we had a way of dealing with our emotions in the moment instead of stuffing them down and piling them up and that's I learned that also from doing body work with people how much we do collect and how much the body wants to shed the weight of of the worries and the stresses emotions are energy in motion love that yeah they need love to be that. in motion they need to move through they do yeah and not be stuck but we don't talk about our culture doesn't talk about these things we don't teach our children these things Mm-mm. we don't give our children tools and i think hopefully i'm hoping rise eventually will make it into a school system somewhere or other any other means i think yoga for children is wonderful to teach our children how to breathe Mm -hmm. what to do in times of panic and stress. And we're all kind of floundering because we don't, as a culture and a society, have a structure to do that. We're all either you find it on your own or you don't. 
And I think that's troublesome too. I think it's time to spread these things and talk about it and give tools. I know I've been triggered in restaurants before, had people say things that really got me fired up and I had to excuse myself and step back and regather my thoughts. The restaurant didn't need to hear my problems and didn't need me to explode on them, but it was real for me. And those feeling and that emotion that came up for me was real. And I need to deal with it in the moment or it was going to, I was going to fume about it for days. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's also taking, realizing what you're feeling. And we don't really often realize how we feel physically or emotionally. You know, yeah. how, how does your body feel? How do you, where are you holding stress? What organs hurt? What, what organs are stressed? And, and just taking an inventory of, I'm kind of sad today, or I'm kind of blue, or I feel a weight on me, or just, just admitting how you feel is such a relief to the body, mind, and spirit, because it's, it's validating, okay, and we, it's okay to feel lousy, you know, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to have grief, mm-hmm. and we don't always have to keep that happy, smiling face going. And I think being honest about how we feel and then working to shift those feelings, working to clear out that emotional baggage that we're holding, uh, it can be huge. Game changer. Most definitely. Well, you said that RISE is about relax, imagine, suggest, suggest, and empower. Can you briefly go through what those steps look like for somebody who is a novice to all of this. Yes. They don't, they don't necessarily understand that. The first thing I would do is decide what it is you want to do. What, what are you going to target with your rise today? So pick what you want to address and then turn your phone off, close the door, get comfortable, get quiet, and start breathing into your body, close your eyes. And what I talk people through is feeling warm energy at the bottom of their feet. And as they breathe, just letting that energy kind of swirl up into their body, relaxing their tissue as it comes up through their legs, through their gut, through their chest, through their arms, out the top of their head, and really get in touch with every part of your body and how it feels and breathe into that part of your body. And it really relaxes the body, relaxes the nervous system and lets you access the subconscious. Then the second step, imagine, you wanna really bring your senses alive. So if you're a very visual person, you wanna really bring the colors and the textures of this happy, safe place that you're going to alive. So if you go to the beach, Maybe feel the sand under your feet. You know how the sand on the top is very warm, but you dig your toes down and it gets cooler and cooler, Mm. you know, and smell that salty sea air and hear the birds and hear the water and watch the waves and really bring all of your senses alive to a place because that's going to bring you really present to the shift that you're making. And then S is suggest. There's five or six different ways that you can do the suggest part. You can do it through visualizing your energy and what you want to shift. You can do it through storytelling where where our brains work in stories. So we can work it through story. We can work through regression and then the contingent suggestion. If I used to react this way, now I'm going to react that way and really feeling that shift happen. 
And then E, the last step is empower, where you feel that shift happening. You really manifest what it is you want. Okay, if your life is gonna be different this way, how are things gonna be different? How are you gonna react differently? How are people gonna react differently to you? How is your life gonna be differently? Be different. So just spending a moment with that. So, you know, just me talking through that, would that take two minutes at that? Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's the same, it does not take long to do. Uh, once you get used to the practice and your mind and your body get used to it, you can do it anywhere. You can do it in your car, you can do it at home, you can do it in the office, you can do it anywhere. What are some of the benefits of doing this type of work? Well, you get so many benefits just from the meditation alone. You know, when you do meditation, you bring in more self-compassion, you reduce your blood pressure, you affect many chemical functions of the body. There's many, many, many meditation has been studied quite a bit. So there's a great amount of research out there about what that does for you. And then what uh, the self-hypnosis end of it is actually allowing change to happen, is really manifesting that change. So it's a really kind of a one-two punch. You're, you're, it's, you know, meditation is usually just to calm your brain, to focus on one thing or just to watch your thoughts. And it's just to kind of calm everything down. So you're calming everything down, but then you're also addressing something. You're also moving something. So it's, it's got a lot of benefit. That sounds amazing. I meditate just about every day. I'm going to have to try the self-hypnosis part of it as well. Please. I, I do have the book. It's 90 pages, real short. People don't have time to read, but I'm trying to, I also put it all out, all the words out in, mm -hmm. in a book form because not, we can't all get to workshops and I want mm -hmm. to spread this as quickly and as thoroughly as I can. So, and do if anybody, have, go ahead. do you have like meditations on YouTube or on your website? I do. Or? Yeah, they're on YouTube and they're also on my website. I have rise for patients rise for peace, rise for guilt. I think there's a couple others. And then also I explain why it works, what we're doing here with the conscious and the subconscious and why, why rise works. And there's also, then there's also where I'm speaking and things like that, where I'm teaching. Where do you teach and speak at? Anywhere I'm invited. <laughs> Last weekend, I was at a yoga festival and at Mind Fest here in Louisville. We had a mental health gathering. Louisville's been through a lot the last few years. This is the home of Brianna Taylor. Yeah. So we've been through a lot as a community. So mental health is big on, in our thoughts here. Mm -hmm. So that was a wonderful gathering where I got to share Rise. I teach quite a bit in yoga studios, but really in mental health centers, I've been to quite a few, but really anywhere I'm invited. I love to travel. So I use that as an excuse to take a little vacation and go meet people and visit them. I've got the opportunity to go to Whitefish, Montana last summer and teach. And then on the coast of the Carolinas, there's a couple of yoga studios there that invite me Yay! back. So really anywhere I can. And then I hope to get a virtual class out soon, as well as teaching teachers. So I'd like to teach people so that they can keep it going in their community and, mm -hmm. and help other people as it starts to spread. So in September, I'm going to teach that virtually, probably be a couple of Sundays and get a certification program going so that I can support my teachers too. That would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think teaching teachers is going to be excellent, excellent yeah. idea. Yeah. Excellent. So where can people find you? The website's the best place. 
or Instagram, uh, Rise Hypnotic Meditation is for both. It's okay. www.risehypnoticmeditation.com or Rise Hypnotic Meditation under Instagram. And so I do post there right once a week or so. And, but through the website, you can see what I'm doing more and then also contact me and then we can keep going. I put out a monthly newsletter. I also do a free guided meditation monthly on Meetup. So if anyone is interested in looking up Rise on Meetup, I think the next one is June 7th, but I lead a half hour guided meditation for peace. And we're going to address it in all different ways. You know, peace physically, peace emotionally, peace in our world, peace in our hearts. That's a, right now we can definitely use more peace around here. So definitely. What is one key takeaway that you would like everyone to take away from this conversation? I guess the main thing is that that tension in your body is who you think you should be and relaxation is really who you are. So mm-hmm. pay attention to when your body is not relaxed and when you are feeling tense. You know, what's going on? What, what it, where's that tension coming from? Is it coming from externally or from internally? How can you be more authentically you? Because when you really are authentically you, you're relaxed, you're at peace because you don't have anything to prove. You don't have anything to be. You're just there. That is beautifully said. I love it. Thank you. Well, one last question for you. If you had an opportunity to speak with anybody, whether that person be alive or on the other side of the veil, and you could speak with them for an hour and ask them anything, any question, who would that be? And what would you talk about for an hour? It would be the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. I have seen him speak a number of times. He's my favorite spiritual leader. He's so funny. Yeah. He laughs at himself. <laughs> I've never met someone, a spiritual guru who was so funny and so lighthearted. And it made me think about spirituality in a completely different way. It really humanized the experience for me. And I would love to talk to him about that and about uh, suffering. You know, we, we cause a lot of suffering for ourselves. And I think it's time we start looking at that and relieving some of our own pain. Because we look, when we are upset or when we're in discomfort, we look for a problem outside of ourselves. If, if the world would change, I could be happy where that's not really how it works. It's really about looking at yourself and being authentic and being stripping down the layers that's been put upon us. So very true. So very true. Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. I have so enjoyed having this conversation and talking with you and learning more about RISE. And I am definitely going to check out some of your meditations. And when you're on the coast of the Carolinas again, I hope that I get to see you because I love going to the coast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Amy. It was great to talk to you. And again, I really appreciate the opportunity. I Thank you. It was, it's been fun.
Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.